Good evening, brothers and sisters. We have just completed the series on the Zazibaric spirit. I trust you have been enlightened. I trust that you have been dealing with uh, the spirit uh, in your life and uh, maybe in your environment so that we are free, we are set free, we are able to enter into uh, the promises that God has given to us. And this evening, we want to uh, come back to what we've been teaching about the new covenant. Because this is such an important uh, topic. We know that God cares about the new covenant. And if ever anyone tried to destroy this covenant that he made with us, God will rise up uh, to come against it. And that's why he came against the Zazibaric spirit. And uh, I just want to read uh, Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31, verse 31 to verse 34. Verse 31. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant. Though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. Verse 33. This is a direct... Uh, uh, Hebrews 8, 10 and, uh, and 10 to 12 is a direct quote from this verse. You know, we have touched on Hebrews 8. But let's read it in Jeremiah. Jeremiah uh, 31, verse 33. This is the covenant. This is the new covenant. I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write them in, uh, on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sin no more. So we know that the old covenant, the law is written on tablets, the law is written on scroll. And we have to obey the law in order to be righteous. But in this new covenant, we are brought into the new covenant by the blood of Jesus. Through his sacrifice, we are made holy. We are sanctified. We are cleansed. Our sins are forgiven. And now that we are in the new covenant, how are we to keep the new covenant? They were in the old covenant and they broke the covenant through their disobedience. And God has given us the key. And, and He's going to help us. He's the one who is going to fulfill the new covenant through us. He's going to do it. How is He going to do it? He said, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. 
I will be their God and they will be my people. So this morning, uh, this evening, we're just going to focus on this first part. God says He will put His law into our minds. So uh, this, is, this is the key how we are going to fulfill the new covenant. His law is going to be put into our mind. That means God is going to speak to us. He's going to speak to us personally. And that's why He said, all will know me. He's going to personally put those, those law or His words into our mind. But we got to beware because God is speaking, but we know the devil is also speaking to our minds. From Peter's example, when he tried to stop Jesus, we've all got good intention and purpose to, uh, to stop Jesus from going to the cross. Devil is speaking to him, and that's why Jesus rebuked the devil and said, Satan, get thee behind me. So we know there are other voices, the demonic voice, and then there is the voice of the flesh that is within us, that speaks to us. And uh, the voice of the flesh is our desire. You know, we want things to be easy, we want things to be comfortable, we want things to be fast, and that's that's, that's what the flesh wants. We want things that we like. And there are things that we, we don't, don't like. But, so that's why it's very important that we are able to discern the voices that is speaking. Is it from God? Or is it from the devil? Is it from the flesh? And uh, in John 6, verse 60, John 6, 60, verse 60 to verse 62. On hearing it, hearing what Jesus was teaching, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware of his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? So when the Word of God comes to us, he, he wants to put His Word into our mind. It could be a hard saying. It could be something that we find it difficult to, to accept. You see, the Word of God could reveal to us what's wrong in our, in our life. And we don't like that. A lot of people just want to hear praises, just want to hear encouragement. And yes, thank God, we, we need those words. But there are times the word of God comes to us and, and it is a hard saying. And there are times the word of God comes to us, we could took offense. And in here, Jesus said, does my word offend you? What was Jesus talking about? Jesus was just saying that he is the bread that came down from heaven. And if anyone do not partake of this bread, they have no life. And the disciples knew that Jesus was saying that he is 
God who came down from heaven because only God gives life. And uh, so they cannot accept it. And that's why Jesus said, what if you see the Son of Man this, uh, ascend to where he was before? What if you see the resurrection? What would you say? Okay, so, so we know that we will struggle against the truth when the truth comes to us. And that's why we, we need to be careful so that we know how to receive the Word of God in faith. How we need to lay down ourselves, our thoughts, and receive that Word that He wants to put into our mind by humbling ourselves. Submit to Him. Submit to His Word. You know, the disciples here, many of them walk away. They would not continue to follow Him. And that's why we see people in church, when they hear something that they don't like, is spoken, you know, that deals with their life, they don't like. The flesh begins to react. They just decided to leave and, uh, and reject the glory that is waiting for, for them, you know, uh, ahead of them. So we got to receive that word with faith, with humility, in obedience uh, to that word. So God speaks to us personally. He wants to put that word into our mind. And then when that word is received by us, it will transform us into His image. We will begin to think like Him. We will begin to respond to that word and obey that word. It will, it will change our life. So what God wants is to establish that image, that pattern into our mind so that we know whether this is from God or this is not from God. Does it fall in line with this teaching, with this pattern? You know, we can, we can begin to live in freedom because now we have that image. We know what is right and we know what is wrong. And you do not need anyone to teach you now because that word is written into, uh, is put into your mind and, uh, and, and, and giving you a new mindset. Let's look at Colossians 3 verse 10. Colossians 3 verse 10. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge, in the image of its creator. In the image of its creator. True renewing in knowledge. True a new understanding, a new pattern of thoughts in our mind. So, so God's image is established in our mind, in our pattern of thought, through the renewal of our knowledge. Yes, the Word of God may not be completely new. First of all, we have the pattern of thoughts in this world. We are influenced by what we see and what we have been receiving. So that pattern of thought is established. And God's word wants to come in and renew it. Because some of those words are okay. You know, 
There are truth in it. But we've got to renew it so that it's totally for in pattern with what God is saying. And this is what God is doing, putting His words into our mind so that we have a new pattern of thought so that our life will be transformed. We will know what He wants and be able to do it. Look at Romans 12 verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, here it goes again. When our mind is being renewed by the knowledge, by the word, by the law that God is putting in our mind, then it establishes a new pattern of thought. But when the old pattern of thoughts, the pattern of this world is still there, it will, it will come against the, the words that is coming in. It will resist the word that is coming in. And so to establish the image of God in our mind, we know it's going to be a struggle. And God will keep coming to us, keep coming to us until that old pattern uh, broken so that we, uh, our mind is, is, being is being renewed. And as a result, our life is being transformed because our mind is so important. Our mind, our thoughts and our thought pattern determine our belief system and that determines our action, our response. And verse 2, Romans 12, verse 2, it goes on to say, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So can you see, God wants to put His word in our mind. So that that, that, that pattern of thoughts is established. So that we think like God. We see like God. And therefore, we're able to discern what is of God, what is not of God, what is good, what is evil, what is pleasing to Him. So God wants us to, to grow as sons in a new covenant so that His Word is already here. His pattern of thought is already here so we can go with freedom, begin to live, knowing that we think like Him. We see things like Him and we will accomplish what He wants us to do. It's a process. It's a continuous process of changing. You know, how fast it takes place depends on how willing we are to receive His words into us, to allow it to replace the old, old thoughts and old value system. The disciples, as we read just now, they struggle. When Jesus wanted to put his word into them, they struggle until they experience the cross. They begin to realize you've got to deny self. You've got to, well, it, it, it may be suffering, letting go of what you want. And uh, the other thing that speed out the process is when they are filled with the Holy Spirit because his word is spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to come in to lead us and guide us into our truth. Okay, so their breakthrough come. 
because they see the cross and they are filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is what we, we need. If you want that word to come in, you've got to deny yourself. You've got to know how to carry the cross. Not what you want, but what He wants. Not what you like, but what He wants to put into you. What He wants done. And we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us, to give us the life so that we can, we can uh, obey what He wants us to do. So there is this struggle in us against the, 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 the Word, which is His Spirit, coming into our mind. Look at Galatians 5, verse 17. Galatians 5, verse 17. For the flesh desire what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. Okay, our flesh is our life that is without Jesus. And uh, when we allow our flesh to work in us, this flesh will reject, it will resist what Jesus wants to do. The word of Jesus that is coming into our mind, it will resist. And uh, and so we've got to be aware that our flesh is to be speaking and in fact is speaking contrary to what this, the Spirit of God wants. So, so that's why it's important that we allow Jesus to establish His image, His thought pattern uh, in us. Even our father of faith, Abraham, he struggled. He began in the spirit well. He believed God and God's promises. But as he waited for that child to be born, the promised son, and it came too late. They could not wait anymore. So they decided to do it their own way. And that's how Ishmael was, brought, was born. And how uh, the problems created even until this day. Uh, because of, of, of that wrong fleshly decision. But God is not in a hurry. God wants to write his pattern of thought into Abraham's mind. Why? Because God's covenant with Abraham is, is so big that he wants to take Abraham to the, to the place where he will believe that this God is able to do the impossible without him, without his help. God is going to do the impossible. What's God's covenant with Abraham? Through him, to this one man, he's going to be the father of nations. How ridiculous that is, isn't it? When he doesn't even have a son. God's covenant with Abraham is through him. The nations of the world will be blessed. So God's covenant is so great that he wants to write that pattern of thought, that, that, that image into Abraham's mind. So that Abraham will believe that the God, this God is able to do the impossible without the help of man. So that's why God allowed Abram to go through 
the waiting period until he could not possibly bring the promise of God to pass by his own strength, by himself. And then God begins to act. So that is written in his mind. My God is a God who do the impossible. Even without my help, he's going to do what he promised. He's going to do what he says so that Abraham can believe out of him. He's the father of nations. Nations will be blessed because of him. And besides knowing that we will struggle in, in, in allowing that word to be established in our mind, we know that the flesh will always fight against the spirit. Look at uh, uh, Galatians 4, verse 29. At that time, the son born according to the flesh persecuted the son born by the power of the spirit. It is the same now. So can you see our flesh will resist the work of the Spirit, will resist the word of Jesus. Especially when it deals with something in our life. And we don't like that. Okay, so uh, because the flesh wants to take control, the flesh want to be king, want to do things its own way. And that's why we resist against the spirit. Unless we know how to deny our flesh what we want, so that we align ourselves with what he wants. It's all about Jesus, it's not about us. It's all about what he wants us to do, not what we want to do, no matter how good we think we are. So sometimes this, this pattern cannot be written inside, uh, into our mind. This image cannot be written into our mind because we resist, because we reject. Until such time when we are confronted with a dead end. Until we suffer and suffer so severely that we come to our senses. Some people will not change their mindset. They will not allow God to put His Word in, into them until they really suffer. That's the time they come to their senses. And that's the time the Word will come in to our minds. So we, we don't want to wait till that kind of situation happens. But unfortunately, with human nature, sometimes that is what has to take place. Look at the prodigal son. God, the father, has allowed him to, to really come to the end of himself, really uh, live in shame and humility uh, and in brokenness in order for him to come to his senses so that the word of God will be written in his, his mind, uh, will, will be put into his mind so that he thinks like like. The Father thinks like God and begins to, 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 to return and repent. Okay, so once the word is received, once the word is written into our mind, is put into our mind, we will be able to see the glory of God. 
Because when the word comes in, it comes with power, it comes with life. And that's why in the new covenant, God is the one who worked things up according to his word. And he, 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 he helps us with his life in us. So that by his strength, by his power, by his grace, we are able to, to keep the covenant. We are able to walk with him in the covenant. Look at uh, John 6 verse 63. The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The word I've spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. The word I've spoken to you. See, God speaks to our mind. The word I've spoken to you. It comes with His Spirit. It comes with life. That's His word. And uh, look at 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17 and 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So can you see the Lord is spirit. His word is spirit. And so when he's, and now in the new covenant, the veil is taken away. God is revealing himself to us. And we can see him. We can know him. We can understand the word because the veil is taken away. And so when we look at him and look into his word, we see his glory. The word of God tells us that his glory, uh, what is his glory? In John 1 verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. So when we come into the veil, uh, beyond the veil, into the holy presence of God, we see Him. The word that I've spoken to you, we, we, we see the word, the word became flesh. The word is manifest now in a way that we can understand the word became flesh. He revealed Himself to us. And then He dwelt among us. Because that word need to dwell among us is a continuous process. It's a continuous walking with Jesus and allowing his word to keep changing us from glory into glory. So we have seen his glory full of grace and full of truth. So we know that whatever God has spoken, now, in the new covenant, He will bring it to pass. He will grant us grace, the strength, the power to bring it into reality. That's the good news of the new covenant. God put His word into our mind. Write His law into our hearts so that we can obey, so that we can walk in the new covenant and fulfill the new covenant. 
and uh, it's all by His grace. It's all by what He can, what He is doing in us and through us. So, so we allow the Word of God to come in to break those old mindset, the old pattern of thoughts, so that His image is written in us. And and when His image is written in us, His pattern of thought is there. He says, now you're able to tell what's right, what's wrong. He doesn't need to continually speaking to us already because His Word is already put inside. His pattern of thought is already established inside us. So now when we look at things, we're able to know whether this is God or this is not. What is from God? Okay, so God wants us to, to grow in the covenant in our relationship with Him, so that we are being transformed from glory to glory. We have more understanding, more of His Word written inside. His image established inside. We're able to live what He wants us to live. And what's the outcome of this? Look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 49 to 50. He said, And just as we have bore the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. So now that we have the image of the heavenly man, now that we have his thought, we understand his will, we see him, we have his grace in us, we have his truth in us. I declare to you that we will inherit the kingdom of God. We will be able to fulfill this covenant, walk with Him, and inherit the kingdom of God, inherit what He promised us. So this is the new covenant that God is establishing for us. He's going to put His word into our mind to establish His image in our mind the mindset, so that we know His thoughts, we know Him, we can walk with Him, and we can enter into what He has promised and inherit the kingdom of God. So this evening, I trust that you'll be so excited to receive this word, to want His word to come in, into our mind, so that the image of God is established there. But we understand there will be struggle. You know, our flesh will want to come against us. We know the enemies will speak. That's why we need to discern His voice. And we, we know that we have to deny ourselves, our flesh, what we want, what we like. You know, and, and, and it's all about Him. It's all about what He wants and what He likes. And we allow that word to be established in us, that pattern established in us. Then we are able to go out and live the way that He wants us to live. We're able to fulfill the new covenant and inherit the kingdom of God. Shall we pray? Father, we thank You for Your precious word. We thank You that You want to put this word into our mind so that your image is established in us, so that we know what you have prepared for us. And we know that we can enter 
into the inheritance, into the kingdom of God that you have promised us. And so we, we pray that we will know how to humble ourselves and how to deny the work of the flesh, the thoughts of the flesh that wants to come and resist your word. And we want to receive and allow your words to, to come in into our mind and change, renew our mind so that your image is established in our, in our life and in our thoughts, in our thought pattern. God, let your will be done. Let your glory be manifest in us and through us as we live in your covenant and fulfill your covenant. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. Bless everyone who received these words. May this word be written, be, be, be established in every of our mind that we will run with it. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week.